Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode nine of the Pandemic Professors, where we are talking about all things academic during a global pandemic. Uh, We're taking this seriously, but we're trying to have some fun. Uh, Your hosts are uh, myself, Kelly Bowling, and... And I'm Carol Pardine. And Carol, who do we have with us today? Okay, well, I'm quite excited about this today, Kelly. So um, we have Trudy Jacobson with us today, and um, there's a number of reasons why I'm excited about talking with Trudy, and one is I have no idea who she is. <laughs> so for, for our millions of listeners out there, um, most of the people we've talked to so far, either Kelly knows them or I know them or we both know them. And we thought it would be fun to sort of go off into the Netherlands a little bit and find someone who neither of us knows in an academic area that neither of us know to see what that person's perspective (laughs) is on the pandemic. So I contacted a childhood friend of mine, um, Polly Farrington, who we have been friends since seventh grade, and I haven't seen her for years and asked her about it, and she suggested Trudy. And so here we are. So Trudy is a distinguished librarian. Mm -hmm. She's the head of the Information Literacy Department um, of University Libraries at University of Albany. And so this is an area that I lived in when I was in um, seventh grade through high school, but have not been back for, seriously, probably 35 years. Um, And so, um, and so that's the background. We don't know you, Trudy. And so we're so excited (laughs) to talk to you. So um, give us and our listeners just a little background of um, sort of who you are, what you do, what your academic job is, and maybe how you got to University of Albany. Sure. Thank you, Carol. It's it's really nice being here with both of you. and so uh, I have been at the University of Albany for at Albany for many years, um, and uh, I I actually know Polly Farrington from library school. Um, ah. so, so that's yeah. the connection. So Carol, your um, friendship with her goes back even further. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I started uh, as an academic librarian at Siena College, which is in Loudonville, New York. And I was there for about nine years before I moved over. Um, And so currently as the head of the information literacy department, we offer credit bearing courses, um, information literacy courses. We also work with professors to uh, do sort of one time sessions for students and um, as, you know, academics, we also do a lot with uh, scholarship um, and service, though, so very similar to any other academic. Right, right. And so information literacy, are you teaching classes on, um, you know, how to tell what a true news source is and find that out and that kind of a, a media literacy component or no? Um, There's some of that. Um, So my own special area of research is meta-literacy, sort of an overarching literacy. It started from information literacy and has gotten much broader. Um, It involves uh, learning domains such as the affective, the metacognitive, as well as the cognitive and the behavioral. So, So there's some of that. But what I'm doing in the class that I teach, which is actually required 
for Korean studies students and philosophy majors. Um, interesting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting combination, um, plus anybody else who needs a credit to graduate, um, uh, is that we sort of blend the information literacy, which is things, the concepts we teach are things like scholarship as conversation or oh. is constructed and contextual. Um, and then the meta-literacy components, which is um, there's some digital citizenship in there. There's a number of things. And um, uh, also students, in order to put these things in practice, are um, contributing to Wikipedia. Um, oh. So, oh. Yeah. So there's a wiki education program that I've hooked up with, which is great. And uh, students sort of learn how to write for Wikipedia. They're sort of going against these um, sort of being told by professors, you know, you can't use Wikipedia. It's uh, not authoritative. So they're seeing sort of the other side of it, what goes into writing for Wikipedia. Oh, wow. Um, and, and, and particularly the philosophy students, many of whom are superb writers, are contributing some great content on subjects that I know nothing about. <laughs> Interesting. Can you give, like, what would be an example of something in case um, we want to look it up and see what, what our students <laughs> writing about? Sure. Yeah. So I'm just getting that information on some of these topics. So um, I can share that with you in just a moment. Um, oh, if you've awesome. got a question, yeah, I can give you some of the topics that they wrote about. Uh, that's so awesome. Trudy, I was looking at your website just a little bit ago, um, and I noticed that you have taught um, a MOOC on meta-literacy yes. for, through Coursera. Is that correct? Yes. we've um, Actually, I do it with a group of people, Tom Mackey from Empire State College, um, Kelsey O'Brien from Albany. Um, we uh, have done now four MOOCs. Um, the first was a connectivist MOOC, um, and then we've done several on Coursera, one that started on edX and then moved to Coursera. Uh, okay. uh, oh, and one on, um, gosh, we had another one, but that one's not available right now. So okay. um, what we've noticed, bringing this back to the idea of the pandemic, um, that our um, people, the people who are enrolling in, um, we have a post-truth MOOC and then oh. the metal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. That's what I was going to ask you is if you've seen any difference in enrollment with the pandemic or who is enrolling um, in light of the pandemic. Yeah. I have, Do you get that kind of data? I, if I went in and looked, yes, I could check on that. But we've, you know, we were getting numbers like there were, you know, six people involved over a typical week in each of those prior to the pandemic. And now we're getting numbers that are in the 20s and 30s and 40s. Oh, wow. So it, it definitely is going up. We noticed, too, that um, the last time I did check on things, this is very much an international group of people, yes. uh, many of whom are in other careers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, Kelly, have you taken a MOOC? Before? I have, and I've actually, yeah. I've taken several and I've done it through Coursera yeah, and I've too. always, and I, on, on random topics, like I took one on, um, there was certain uh, chords I wanted to learn on the piano and I took a piano class through Berkeley College of Music. Oh. I took one through, I think, Wesleyan College okay. on how to change the world, which yeah. was super fun. <laughs> well, that explains uh, a lot. <laughs> That's how I know you. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> 
but I was surprised also at it being such an international student base. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I noticed that too. I've taken a bunch of statistics classes um, through, yeah. I'm forgetting now the university or um, some big university that I was impressed that I was, you know, taking a class from a professor there. Um, but yeah, all of the, like the study groups that I was a part of trying to understand when I was learning our programming um, and we know how that went, not yeah. very well, um, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but it was mostly, it was people from all over the world and they were so helpful. I learned so much. It was just a great yeah. experience. Yeah. So that's cool. Well, Trudy, what other things have you seen um, sort of has your, how your job has changed in the middle of this pandemic? And particularly, what do you anticipate um, particular changes in the fall? I know we're talking a lot about what the mm-hmm. fall is going to look like. I'm wondering what the fall is going to look like at University of Albany. Sure. Yeah. Um, first, let me just, I can throw in some topics from um, Wikipedia. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. So one is Cartesian circle. Uh, oh, one is the philosophy of healthcare. Um, oh. And one is sumum bonum. Um, so those are just a few. And these were not, these were created <laughs> by my students, but they contributed content to them. Yes. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so it's, it's exciting seeing them and, sort of be able, and most of them are seniors, so they're really able to use their majors in this way that helps others. Um, yeah. uh, so so you asked about uh, sort of how the job has changed. So we've not been in the library since uh, middle of March. Uh, yeah, we're all, you know, working from home and probably the library will not open again at all this summer. Um uh, I don't know. We might be able to have like curbside pickup for books. Uh, mm. I know personally, I, you know, oh, wow. uh, you know, sad that I know that just like everybody else, not being able to get the materials we need for our research. Yeah. Um, um, so things we're thinking about and not knowing if classes are going to be online or not. It's just, we have classrooms that we use in the library, but they, seat like 23 but now they could sit like five you know right oh well and so we've never asked the registrar to like you know assign us rooms because i we have our own for our own courses and so there's that um there's the question of acquisitions because um the budget you know is dramatically impacted yes yeah um there's just you know there's so many issues and then there's the issues of cleaning surfaces, um, how long books have to be quarantined when they come oh, back. Right. 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 So yeah, yeah just, and you know, uh, computers, there's a lot of computers in the library. Um, you know, there's obviously not going to be people who can come and clean them down for you. So if we're open, people would have to be responsible for cleaning them in between use. Right. And then there's like, I heard there's like a 10 minute period that you have to wait even after disinfecting them before the disinfecting elements really take effect. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's all like um, issues and, you know, will patrons actually do these things? Right. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, libraries, there's way more stuff in them than I was thinking of, of touch points. Right. So Yeah, I thought it was bad with the idea of classrooms and how, you know, we're going to sit students in there and clean up after and all that kind of stuff, but had not thought of 
you know, books, all the, just all the little things that people touch in a library. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, you could clean the outside of a book, but you can't clean the individual pages. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I mean, I was telling Trudy yesterday that I got a call from our local library that they're back open. And the books that I had requested in February are now in, and I can go pick them up. And I and I was shocked yeah. that they were open. Yeah. And I was more shocked that they were going to let me come and get a book. Right. What did you because, tell them? I mean, I would think they might <laughs> want me to return what I had, you know, just yeah. to try to get all the inventory back in. But you're going to let me bring something into my home and then touch every page and bring it back? Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, there's lots of it. We haven't wanted people to bring back material because... There's nobody there really to deal with them. To, and where are we going to put them while they're being quarantined? And Right. 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 Yeah. Has your university made a statement that students will be coming back in person for the fall? Um, actually, uh, I hope that this is not the text. And I hope that hasn't interfered with the sound. But um, yeah, I just have got a little. A friend just sent me a text saying that students are coming back early in the fall and they're eliminating the fall. Okay. The classes will be yeah. by November. So I don't really, I've got to yeah. stop this. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it looks like um, there will be at least some students on campus. So there's a meeting going on right now that our president is hosting. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it does seem like um, in the last couple of weeks, many universities have sort of coalesced around it, coalesced around this idea of going back in person in August and everybody leaving by um, yeah. the university is going to do. Um, um, it looks like our semester is not going to end until the regular time, but it will end online. So it's like everyone has to leave campus oh, um, by Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that works or or doesn't work. We just had a town hall at our university last night where the president um, sort of gave more details on what the fall is going to look like. And so they have made the decision that students have to wear a mask in classrooms. And, oh, wow. And so it'll be interesting to see yeah. how that works. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering how teaching in a mask is going to be. I'm doing a first-year experience course in person this fall, and um, and I'm not sure how that's Oh, yeah. It's hard to make yourself understood through the mask. I know. I, I think about that every time when I'm at the grocery store. Um, <laughs> it's, it's still, you know, kind of like when I'm checking out and, you know, I like yeah. to smile at people and all that, right. and it... It's still, you know, it feels a little rude to me to be talking behind cloth. And yeah, I was trying to think, now, how am I going to do an hour and 15 minute lecture that way? And so then I had this idea, well, maybe I'll just like put plexiglass oh. in front of me and take my mask off, right? And like yeah. a little police field or something. Um, and <laughs> so I don't know. Or maybe those big umbrellas, oh. <laughs> those clear umbrellas <laughs> that keep the rain out. <laughs> so I can I can see that in my future. Um, wow. I don't know. It's just it's so um, so bizarre. Um, and so, are you um, going crazy being off by yourself as an academic and um, not having you know what you usually have? Are you on a? I'm 
are you on a nine month contract or do you usually work no, on I'm campus on in the summer as well? I'm not going crazy in the slightest. Actually, okay. I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a, oh. <laughs> contract. Uh, a colleague and I are working on a book that's supposed to be in, in January and the rate I'm going, it's going to be in, in August, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> So I guess, I mean, there are um, sort of, you know, um, blue sky and some, you know, some positive aspects of it. And my husband is always laughing how he's, I mean, the original um, social distance human being, you know, the idea of, you know, that it's okay to be six feet away from people. He's like, that's where I feel comfortable (laughs) anyway. Does he know that we're now saying six feet may not be enough? So maybe he'll be happy at eight. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. So what are they saying? Ten feet now, or uh, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I, it's just crazy the things that are are going on. So Kelly, do you feel what comfortable walking into a library now? Or are you are you thinking no? I mean, I I hadn't thought about it, but now that I'm thinking about these books and pages, ooh. well, I mean, you know, I um, we're we're still wearing masks everywhere we go, and we're at home most of the time. Um, the thing that I think is interesting is, you know, the library serves everyone, truly everyone, right? You see all different um, people from the community in the library. And I think um, you're going to find a lot of different people that have different views on wearing masks. Yes. And so I hope that it's yeah. required. I hope that yeah. when I show up at the library, there's going to be a sign on the door that says, Mask are required for entry, but the you know the librarian on the phone did not tell me that. Yes, um, mm. and and I was telling Trudy, you know, I, our library is very small, and so it's part of the SC Lens Consortium where I can request a book online, and it comes from almost any other library in South Carolina to get here. And so, not mm. only is the library open, but that means the transportation of books between libraries in South Carolina is open. You know, so I could request yes. a book from like Beaufort and and it comes to my little library in Indian land. And, you know, what Trudy was saying, did they quarantine that or did, you know, it come in, they pop it on the, the van and transport it straight up to Indian yeah. land. So you could essentially be, you know, transferring germs all over the state. Right. Um, you know, it's so interesting. Um I'm going to go get them. Wear gloves. The love of books. Um, you know, I yeah. requested like 10 books in February and I've still got, you know, I've got a stack of books that needs to be returned in my car. I've got a stack of books in my office that need to be returned to the university library. Um, I mean, we, we use library books in this house. I don't, you know, I don't yeah. I don't yeah. know. So Trudy, what's your recommendation? Would you tell Kelly, don't go into the library? Um, I think, I mean, I'm thinking about when ours reopens and I probably would just get the books, put them in a bag, wash my hands carefully, and then let them sit somewhere in the house for a few days. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. That is, yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. Curious, Kelly and yeah. Carol, have you been able to read during the pandemic? I'm finding it harder. Uh, oh, oh, interesting. I, I yes, um, <laughs> I have. And so, yes, I've been, so I've been reading and this, maybe this is related to the pandemic. Well, a part, I have sort of two strains of reading right now. One is um, I'm reading through presidential biographies um. and 
So I just completed um, a biography on Thomas Jefferson. And so, um, so I found that helpful because it was a crazy world back then and things were really wacko. And so it's helpful for me to say, oh, look, here's wacko times uh-huh. and people survive. <laughs> and, and so maybe we will too. And so that's sort of my presidential reading. Um, but then I'm also obsessed right now. I'm reading these books about um, history of just little things that I'm particularly interested in. So I just finished this book called Consider the Fork. Um, so there's a chapter on the history of the fork. And a chapter on the history of the spoon and on ice and (laughs) on the the grater. (laughs) Strange, I know. Um, (laughs) The chapter on the grater was quite interesting. The chapter on can openers was... Well, I mean, it was mind boggling. But so I find, you know, and I think this is my response to the pandemic, maybe looking for um, clarity of understanding. Right. And so I've, you know, kind of zeroed in on these obsessions of, um, you know, I didn't know I was concerned about can openers, but apparently I am. And so somehow that puts the bigger picture of the world is going to hell in a handbasket. In perspective. Oh, that's what so I Kelly. I'm, I'm like all fiction. I don't want to read anything that tethered to reality. (laughs) So, so the fiction side of it is I want to take my mind out of this world. You know, I want something completely untethered to reality, like time travel and magic and, you know, a talking (laughs) unicorn, things like that. You know, I need to think of something that is not COVID. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Trudy, that's such an interesting question, right? Cause it would be interesting to hear like what around the world are, how has this impacted people's re- your people who are consider themselves right. readers? Um, right. You know, ha- how has it changed? Have you stopped reading or are you reading more? Are you we- reading yeah. weirder things or yeah. whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what about you, Trudy? Are you I'm, reading I or can, not reading? I can listen to audio books. Um, so I'm doing a little bit of that. Ah. And then I just finished I think the first book I really got through during the pandemic was Almost Human by Lee Berger about human hominid origins. Oh. And uh, it takes, there's a couple oh. of um, uh, sites that he worked on um, that were just yielded up fabulous fossils that were uh, in South Africa. And I was lucky enough to be invited to speak in South Africa last, um, it was last September. And actually got to this area, which is called the Cradle of Mankind. So it was really exciting to read about this place that I had been in that was pre-pandemic and, you know, a happier time. Well, for uh, Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but That's cool. That is cool. And, you know, librarians. And one has been reading up a storm and one has not been able to read at all. So... Yeah, uh, so interesting. Well, and you're writing books up a yeah. so there's <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> <laughs> still involved with books in some way. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, that is so. That's so interesting. Um, yeah, so I think it's. I mean, it's interesting because academics, we have no matter how um, extroverted we may or may not be, 
the job itself has these elements of introversion, I think, that appeal to those of us who go into academia, mm. right? And so sorting that out in a pandemic, um, I have found you know, sort of interesting that um, you know, I've, people often think of me as a pure extrovert, but I often tell people it's really I'm an introvert stuck in an extro- extrovert's mm. body. And yeah. so there's part of my introversion that is doing pretty well in the pandemic. But there's this other part of me where, oh, but I miss, you know, touching people and, you know, that kind of thing. So I don't know. I'm, I miss eating lunch at restaurants. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. So interesting. People's reading habits. That um, That is not something I had thought of before um i have you know been watching sort of people's television viewing habits since the pandemic and i know i'm um my husband and i are binge watching the show that ran a couple years ago called the last ship have you all heard of this Uh -uh. so this is a um a story about a pandemic um, (laughs) where a virus (laughs) wipes out 90 percent of the world and there's this um navy ship that happens to be out in the middle of the ocean when this happens and so they're you know they're the ones who are tasked with finding the cure and sending it around the world and so um yeah i'm just obsessed with this watching you know how humanity is dealing with this and um and and sometimes it's hard for me to remember that this is not act that what I'm watching is fiction yeah. <laughs> and not using it as um like we'll see everything's going to be okay you know the captain has figured this out <laughs> you know and then my husband like yeah that captain's not real <laughs> so, uh, well, you heard that, you know, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson had COVID in Australia. Yeah. And they have the antibodies in their plasma. And so Tom Hanks keeps posting on Instagram and Twitter whenever he donates plasma. And I told my husband, I said, it's going to be hilarious if like Tom Hanks plasma <laughs> saves the world from COVID-19. I mean, it sort of yeah. feels like that's what ought to happen at this point. Well, right. And <laughs> yeah. who wouldn't want Tom Hanks plasma? <laughs> right. Am I right? <laughs> I was like, I mean, they're they're fantastic on social media anyway. I love both him and Rita Wilson. Okay, um, interesting. I have not seen that. That's oh great. yeah, yeah. No, Tom yeah. is hilarious on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but I just, I mean, and Rita Wilson too. Like, he posted a video of her rapping to a song from the eighties. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and I must have watched it three times. And I thought, yes, this is the content that I'm here for. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want to see: is Rita Wilson rapping from you know to 1980s music. Uh, but I would love to be saved by Tom Hanks plasma. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no kidding, no kidding. Well, Trudy, so we're just about out of time, and it's um, it's always amazing to me how quickly 30 minutes go. Do you have any last? Um, words that you want to share with our millions of listeners on <laughs> your life um, as a distinguished librarian who is just, you know, spitting out books at lightning <laughs> speed. Well, I guess um, I'd love to have people check out Meta Literacy. That's M-E-T-A-L-I-T-E-R-A-C-Y dot org uh, and learn more about yeah. this. Um, we think it's got great potential. Um not just for people who are interested in information literacy, but I've been doing a lot relating it to open pedagogy. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. So yeah. 
if I can put in a plug for that. Um, that of course, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that's great. And I will, Kelly and I will be your first two people to check it out and see yes. what's happening. And we hope that our <laughs> listeners will as well. Um, well, Trudy, thank you so much for joining us today and for um, having faith in us since you don't know either <laughs> one of us that we, um, I was going to say that we wouldn't, you know, go astray, but clearly, you know, we do go astray and that's good of what we do here, but, um, but still is so informative and um, thinking about things that I hadn't thought of before. And that's, um, that's really great. And Kelly, it's always great to um, check in with you every week um, for <laughs> Pandemic Professors. And so I will see you next week, Kelly and Trudy. I hope maybe sometime you, Polly, and I can get together in that real life. That would be fun, right? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> well, thank you all. Yeah, thanks, Trudy.